What up, y'all? Happy pre-Halloween if you celebrate such things. I see y'all in the chat. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, uh, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet, the WWT Live Monday edition. We're going to be talking about uh, Natalia. We're going to be talking about Sunny Kiss. We're going to be talking about Ronda Rousey. So much more coming up next. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, Two, one, zero. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Welcome, y'all. We have a big announcement. We have a very, 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 very big and an important announcement to make. Professor, what's good? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm here for announcements. I like I'm not as good as you. It's my birthday! It's my birthday! It's my fucking birthday, bitch! This is my birthday. Good morning, Your Highness. Good morning, Your Highness. Good morning, Your Highness. Happy birthday, Your Highness. Yes, it is my birthday. Happy, happy, happy belated birthday. That's the best thing else Happy, happy, happy belated birthday Aww, to uh, the professor. He has done thank so you. much. He has kept, uh, kept uh, a lot of us out of jail. All the <laughs> Um, so happy birthday. Shout out to our unofficial official producer for um, putting that together. I apologize for hitting up what seemingly was maybe three o'clock in the morning and it was like afternoon my time. Um, oh, wow. But he got it done. So I appreciate it. So happy Amazing. birthday. Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you to all of the wonderful people in uh, WWT and in our chat who have been very, very kind. Uh, I appreciate everybody. This has been, uh, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Dylan saying happy belated 21st birthday, Thank Professor. You. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. It's 5 a.m. That's not bad. Um, shout out to Jade. Where you been, JD? Thank JD. you for joining us. Has he been working? I guess so. I mean, I you've know. missed so much, JD. We have an unofficial official producer. We have an information mm -hmm. officer. Shout out to Bosa. Um, yeah, we got a lot, a lot of things are happening right now. A lot going on around these parts. A lot going on. Uh, so the question before we get into the news, Professor, is what it, What are you doing for Halloween? Uh, you know, I, well, what am I doing? I think, uh, I know my son has a Halloween party at school, so uh, I'll be going there. And um, from there, I don't really know. I've got some work I need to do uh, that day. I don't know that I'm dressing up per se, but um I know he's and got I've a whole. To oh, I'm an island boy. I, I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. Ooh. I'm a get keyword going. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Yes, we have more. Like we have so many. We have so many. So so many jobs. So many jobs. That's funny, um, but it, it should yeah. be it should be fun. You know, this week I'm I'm getting ready, of course, for Jamaica, which is at the end of the week. So, yeah, so it's gonna make for a, a fun week for sure. 
Yes, and uh, Seti Seti's out there in the streets for Halloween. Man, it'll be most interesting to see how uh, his trick or treat game goes. There it is. There it is. Um, but uh, let's get started. I kind of want to start with, um, if you if you don't mind starting with that, with uh, the Ronda news this weekend, which is crazy. Yeah, you know, so when we came together on Friday, we were surprised because we found out that Ronda Rousey had done this surprise appearance, uh, teaming up with Marina Shafir. And we were all just kind of like, is this a one-off? Is this going to be a thing? What have you. Then over the weekend, we find out, oh, it's not going to be her last time team teaming with Marina. She's going to be appearing at uh, Wrestling Revolver in L.A. on November the 16th to team with Marina Shafir. It's her second post-WWE appearance since uh, she wrestled at SummerSlam. And apparently this is like, a thing so i don't think any of us coming into 2023 had ronda rousey working the indies on our bingo card yeah just not part of the plan i'm absolutely shocked but this is a thing and at this point it can be for no other reason than she wants to and perhaps you'd argue building press for her memoir but these are the indies it's not the same as the kind of press she'd probably want to build for something like this. So this gets very, very interesting. And as you can see, you'll be able to watch it on Fight TV. Um, another thing, too, is that it is for charity. Um, it's for um, uh, Maui. Um, yes. So the funds are going there. So that could yes. be a tie-in as well. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's it, I mean, it's she doesn't have to travel far. As far as I know, she's still in Los Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. So that's thing. But this card is crazy Stacked. they yeah. just added moxley there uh swerve is on there mm-hmm. um i hit up I a couple that. other yeah wrestlers and you know they're they're keeping tight lip as they should um yeah. but yeah this card is going to be super stacked and um i find it very interesting because it, it is the weekend leading into full gear it so is that, there's a lot of i think there're going to be a lot of AEW pop-ins pop-ups um because that's a thursday yes the thursday so they have the wednesday Mm -hmm. dynamite this show then friday then um saturday and then full gear so well the way it's working is full gear is actually saturday so friday they're going to be doing both collision and rampage uh Mm -hmm. so but but very much to your point you know this is you know it's almost the equivalent of when you go to one of those massive wwe cards and there are, you know, ancillary cards that are from the indies right around that, you know, yeah. weekend. So mm-hmm. it does make you wonder, you know, what's happening. I mean, Sammy Callahan has even been announced for mm-hmm. this show. So it does make you wonder if this is going to mean perhaps some surprise appearances at AEW. Uh, since you're talking full gear, you're talking, you know, collision, which they probably, I imagine, save them for full gear and not right. necessarily collision or rampage. So this this is interesting, and you're right, with it tying in like that, it does make you wonder. Yeah, and I think the charity element, too, 
I think it's going to go actually more swinging to the indies than AEW, meaning that sure. this is for charity mm-hmm. and, um, you know, more friends are willing to show up for charity than just to show up just because. So Agreed. I think we're going to get like that indie show might, I mean, no shade to full gear, but that indie show, because some people, some wrestlers, I know a lot of them are way more on the East Coast, but there's some of them that are in the LA area. Some of them are not too much of a drive away from Vegas, um, Arizona, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so some of them are fairly close Mm -hmm. that it gives them enough time for charity. And let's be honest. I mean, I don't know, like LA, LA is dope. Um, Mm -hmm. So like to come to LA to do a show. So I think, I think that indie show is going to be, it's going to have a lot, like people are going to lose their ish. Yeah. Yeah, because you'll have the thing about these indie shows that are crazy is when names show up from companies, it's going to be crazy because you don't expect it to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be a really, really big deal um, for for this show, for sure. So I think it's going to be great. And then shout to I don't know how they planned it, but shout this weekend because Rhonda doesn't really tweet that often so it's right. it, it got on all our radars that she tweeted about the indie show and then probably less than an hour later it was announced mm-hmm. so like kudos to them if they planned it out like that because yeah. it was it was um in the midst of social media because it's just so much right um so often um whoever is somebody if that was an executed plan shout to them for that because it was, it was planned, brilliantly done brilliantly done yes i yeah. agree um I agree. So what do, what do we have next? Well, from there, I, I guess we should reference the title of the show before we go into it. Because people have been asking about this title of the show. And it's in reference to this uh, tweet that went out. And uh, I'm not really sure who initially put it out. I think it might have been uh, Matt Cardona. But uh, Natalia's assistant decided to take over her Twitter account. And with this picture, well... Here's what she or he rather said, uh, which I think it's it's just so I don't want to call it petty, but it's great. Uh, he says, this is Bob, Natalia's ravishing assistant. This image isn't news as Miss Neidhart's lost record will clearly show. She's always been susceptible to the small package. A very fun reference there to Matt Cardona. Fun joke there. Who knows where this will go? Certainly, it's a lot of Twitter fun. You know, given the way that WWE does things and pays attention to social media, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow Chelsea Green gets involved in this, oh. which Moses mentioning that there is a match with Chelsea and Natalia tonight. tonight. So but they've been going sense. back and forth this week, this mm-hmm. whole weekend. Like, they have. They they have been they have been going back and forth. Chelsea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chelsea is Chelsea is has been and is brilliant no matter what promotion she's been on because yes. she you know we already saw what she did with the tag team title she managed to keep it when most people you know couldn't think their way out of a box to keep the title and let's also right. be clear that WWE agreed with her her story mm-hmm. because people bring stories all the time she managed totally. to keep the title and then this weekend, I guess it was announced that her and Natalia were going to have a match. And Chelsea's like telling Adam, like they were going, she's going back and forth with Adam. She's telling people that this is not correct. And mm-hmm. then this all, it, it's just this, you know, <laughs> I'm really, for it not 
it's a big thing, but for it not, let's, there's other bigger things happening in WWE. This right. is just, it, it's, Chelsea is just always on the money with her creativity for everything. Because also Natalia posted a picture of her when she was a um, hot mess from Impact. Mm. Yeah, she that. did. So yeah, this, I, if you were just to focus on like that, that it, it anybody out there, and maybe I'll get um, Ayla to do this. If you were just to focus on the weekend and the internet, the interaction between tw Chelsea and Natalia and just yeah. create the storyline, how they did like the Samoan dynasty, mm -hmm. I, I would watch, I would watch, I would watch the five minutes of it. Cause yeah. It's, it's pretty creative. And again, you know, I, I will tell you this. I'm already, now that we are just about two months away from the end of the year, I love end of the year things. And I'm already thinking about, you know, how one compiles the year. And when you start talking about surprises, again, things we didn't see on our bingo card. Chelsea Green being able to seemingly make the women's tag titles relevant and entertaining by being mm -hmm. the only person to hold the tag title and survive an injury and not be stripped of that title and make it all entertaining. So that's going to be a great story coming out of this year and uh, all that she's done already, even in losing. I mean, she's lost one-on-one -on -one matches and it's still one of the most entertaining things in WWE. So congratulations to her. And again, that match goes down tonight on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, there should be some type of um, like a, a wrestling Oscars as mm. far as like superb storytelling. Yeah, like outside I mean, of the Slammies. At, for outside sure. of the Slammies. Like, yes, we have the Slammies. And yes, we have like these award, these um, these publications have their own award shows and stuff like that. But there should be across the board, like storytelling, like almost on Oscar level. Yeah. Um, so because... The, it was just it was just because every time I saw their post go back and forth, it just made me giggle. And, yeah. you know, for you guys who are familiar with the toxic X, because that's what the name should be called. Like hmm. most of the stuff is just, you know, just toxic. Let, yeah. Let's not mm -hmm. be on here. But yeah. the interaction yeah. between Chelsea and Natalia. Oh, my God. So, so, so amazing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to today. Um, well, who do you got? Do you got Chelsea or you got Natalia? That's a tough one. Uh, here's what's crazy. I think if it's a tag match, Chelsea finds a way to win. Um, singles matches, Chelsea has been losing. But I do think perhaps because of the potential shenanigans in this one, I think she could win this one. Well, we'll see. I think when I posted uh, it on Twitter, it was almost split. Yeah. I just had a funny thought. Wouldn't it be hilarious if someone came dressed as Matt Cardona tonight? And distracted her to win the match so Chelsea could win. It'd be crazy. Or, I mean, he's the indie god, but. I mean, he could show up. Stranger things have happened. And I, and and the, he, his character too, like, I'll, I'll know what's in the water in that household, but they are yeah. both, they are both brilliant. Um, But yeah, but what are. do we got next? Well, since we're in the land of WWE, it's prop this this one is interesting. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was at the Fastlane pay-per-view or a premium live event, we saw Declan McMahon, who is the son of Shane McMahon and the grandson of Vince McMahon. Well, recently he did an interview 
and he believes that he would be the best McMahon grandchild to join the WWE. Here's the quote he said. He said, I think really any of us could potentially want to do it. You know, I know Aurora, who is Triple H's oldest daughter. She always talked about wanting to do it. But in having my dad and my grandpa's ego, I think I'd be the best. Declan McMahon to carry on the family name in WWE, that would be something. I mean, he would sell merch. Oh, my gosh, yes. Think about the stories that could be told there. Like, there are so many stories. And I know in a show months ago when when we were talking about, you know, the potential sale at that time of WWE, you know, we were saying uh, would he, what kind of legacy would Vince want to be able to hand down to his grandchildren? Mm-hmm. And so the idea of being in, you know, of being in the business, in the ring, which is something McMahon always wanted to do and never successfully did. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Declan would would be a very interesting choice for this. Uh, I, I think it'd be intriguing. And I mean, you, you'd have to wonder if things would be extra tough on him with obviously uh, Uncle Paul uh, as, <laughs> as the uh, uh, head of creative, which I think would be wild. You know, um, he'd probably end up starting an NXT. I think he'd probably have a harder way to go because he'd have to prove himself. You know, they'd want to make sure that nobody's handing him anything. But we'd see. Yeah, but I think there's a couple of things. One, being a college athlete and then going from college athlete to professional athlete and knowing that, well, not knowing because nothing's granted, but kind of sustaining your athletic ability for uh, more years into your adulthood like sign me up because adulting it's 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 okay highly overrated yeah you can go to sleep when you want to but then you still have to get up in the morning like it's Mm -hmm. just you know one of those things um so i if i if i have if i were him and i have the ability to go i would definitely like you know take that chance and then also too i mean football is great but the average um the average career is like two and a half two and a half, three years, if you're mm-hmm. lucky, maybe five, and then your body's all banged up. Not to say wrestlers don't get banged up, but it's a little little bit different. And mm-hmm. what is wrong with nepotism? Mm-hmm. Isn't that why most parents work, work so hard to give their children a better leg up? Sure. Like, yes, you don't want your, your child to be a douche and take things for granted, but if you if you can give your child, like, look, Vince worked all the way here, Triple H came along, all the things, not Triple H, but you know, the whole family mm-hmm. came along, all the things, and now your uncle's head of creative. I don't that's, I don't think he's gonna hand it to him, but I also think because he's probably been around the business since he was, bef- uh, you know, in the womb, I think yeah. things might come a little bit more natural to him, especially since he's playing football right now. Cause right. playing football in college is not, the easiest thing to do. So right. put also respect on college athletes too. So yeah. I think it I think it would be great. I think it'd be great storyline. I think they can make a play depending on how many um Bosa or Dylan or JD let us know in the chat, depending on how many um grandchildren there are. Mm-hmm. Um even if it's just the two. Yeah. That's a yeah. whole story in itself. 
can you imagine the two having the kinds of battles that Shane and Stephanie had? Yes, you know? that's the first like, thing that came to my mind. I think I I think it's a story that's already written mm-hmm. that you know again you you take away. I mean, we remember Vince, but what Vince never again successfully did was operate in the ring. Obviously, he had the great storyline with Stone Cold, but you know, not the case. So I think there are so many potential stories. And to me, I I see people in the chat saying, you know, a McMahon and NXT, no way. No, think about this. What if they, part of the story is, hey, listen, the only way you can come here is you have to go through the trenches like everybody else. And then he comes with this whole thing of, do you know who I am? I'm not wrestling this match. I'm a McMahon. I I built this. My family built this. I mean, like, you could do the whole thing, and then he reluctantly fights and could almost have, like, a Dom role Mm -hmm. where, you know, he's, he's, you know, running and hiding and doesn't want to fight and then, you know, finds a way to squeak out a victory because he he feels like he's wasting his time in NXT. Right. It's a whole thing thing, that they could do. And I think, you know, as obviously the business continues to uh, advance, and move forward and you're always looking at new stars you know someone like i mean again we we had yeah uh-oh. chelsea uh-oh. green um dang it where is it she's <laughs> she just tweeted again <laughs> chelsea I'm, I'm sorry i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have because i just she's 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 amazing she just hit bob with a cease and desist <laughs> I'm going to pull it up for you guys to see. Um, Chelsea is great. Uh, just uh, absolutely. Um, she just hit Bob and it's to Bob. This is no so laughing. good. This is so good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That I just pulled up That's on my great, screen. Bro. I'm like, no, she didn't. That's great, um, But yeah. That's, That's absolutely great. I love it. It's, 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 it's those moments when you see, and it's actually not the wrestlers too, um, mm-hmm. per se. Um, it's those moments when the the storylines really peak out, and they and it's not. So mm-hmm. some people just take wrestling too serious, I think. And sometimes mm. it's supposed to be entertaining, and it's moments like this where yeah. you 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 it it suspends belief because let's be honest, Bob doesn't exist, right? But it suspends belief because. <laughs> I had to say that quietly because I still want to, I want to see the rest of how this is all going to play out. And that's an amazing, that, that is just true um, beyond wrestling like entertainment. Like yeah. that, that's, it, it's, it's kudos to both of them. Yeah. And, and kudos to, to them because, you know, I think we all remember the time when at one point uh, wrestlers, they did not want the WWE didn't want them on social media. They didn't mm-hmm. want them partaking in that. And so, you know, over time, WWE and really the rest of the wrestling community has started to embrace it and figure out how best to use social media in a way that blends and blurs things to where you really don't know, mm-hmm. like, what's happening here. And that's great because, again, for wrestling fans, <sighs> soapbox moment, for wrestling fans, what I think is so problematic is unlike any other sport, we are dissecting things at a level that takes the enjoyment away. Mm-hmm. 
in football, basketball, baseball, sure, they all talk about stats. They all talk about, you know, potential things. But nobody's talking about the story. And nobody's talking about, well, who wrote it? And, well, who set it up? We allow ourselves. And and in some cases, you don't know. You know, I still call all sports sports entertainment because Mm -hmm. it is all designed for your entertainment. And so I think anytime the sport can find a way to take the analysis away and allow us to just enjoy the product that's in front of us, it's a win. And so being able to use social media to do that, I think, is a great thing. So kudos again for and it ironically, her husband, her being Chelsea, her husband was really one of the first to take social media and use it to his advantage to be able to further his space in the in the wrestling world. So mm-hmm. kudos. I, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, see you later. Un, um, unofficial official producer. Uh, Dylan, so this means you. if a moment happens from here, it might happen in peace. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. He's been, he's, he's been, on, been on one. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes like Dylan says he's got to go. And then like yep. five hours later, I get like a text message like, yo, I have six clips. I'm like, yeah, I thought you were gone, but hey, um, but uh, appreciate you for stopping in uh, Dylan. But um, yeah. So, I mean, I definitely, I agree with you. I think it, it writes itself. And then, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I definitely I see how some people, um, you know, when their family has done so much, they kind of want to do the opposite, like some people taking on different names and stuff like that. But um, I don't think it's going to be easy for him because we've had a lot of other um, children of superstars who've tried. Some have been successful, mm-hmm. but a lot haven't. You, th- that's a great point that you raise because you know we would tend to think that all second generation, you know, folks who come in are going to kill it. But there's a list just as long of second Mm -hmm. generation people who have come in that did not kill it, that did not do well, you know. And so it's not a given. At the end of the day, it still comes down to can you get it done in the ring? Mm -hmm. You know, can you do the things? I mean, not a second generation star, but certainly falling in in the line of not making it is Gable Steveson. Right. Like here's a guy who there's been a lot of talk about killed it, you know, in the amateur ranks, but was not able to pull it off. And, you know, his star has, you know, kind of really gone down as big as it went up. And I see some names already popping in the chat about some people who are second generation that haven't done so well. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a given, you know, I don't think it's a given Declan. We'll have to. He has a obviously leg a leg up because his grandfather is Vince McMahon, but he still has to get in the ring. I mean, we could even argue when you if you go back to the Von Erichs, you know, while Kevin Carey, you know, and David were great, Chris and Mike not so much. Mm-hmm. So it it's very possible uh, again that Declan will ultimately have to do the work. Yeah, but it's very. Um... Uh, it's very exciting because for him to come off the cup in an interview, because we've mm-hmm. all been, inter- like, obviously we're interviewers, yes. but we've all been interviewed before. Mm-hmm. And so for him to come off the cup in an interview and put it, because I think it was either Dylan or um, or Bosa who made note of in the chat, for not, him not even to mention his cousin or his uncle, but say the, by the first name. And I don't yeah. know how their family does things because, you know, everybody's family is a little bit different. Yeah. But 
I, I'm, I'm willing to believe that that um, respect element is very essential in that household. I don't oh, know them sure. from a can of paint, but yeah. I don't think anybody's calling Vince Vince. I don't think I'm so. I'm certain of that. I don't think so, but I might be wrong. Let me know mm -hmm. if anybody yeah. sees this. But um, so the fact for him to position certain words and how he, you know, is it it's it excites me because if he doesn't have the wrestling skills, which I think he probably does, mm -hmm. the 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 way to entertain us is already there and he hasn't even stepped foot in the ring, which yeah, is he, hard. It's that's to you could say that that part is equally as hard as doing it in the ring. And depending upon who you're dealing with, for some, the in-ring action is much easier than actually mm -hmm. the talking point. We can rattle off names of some mm -hmm. people who are great in the ring, but not so well, not so good in an interview. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited for this. It is. Uh, yes, Jade, what well, my ink is not new. My ink, my ink is is fairly old, but yes, I do have ink on my arm. Um, what do we got next? <laughs> well, you know, let's speaking of you, you conducted a great interview that went live today with Sunny Kiss. And that is making the rounds. Uh, Sunny Kiss had a great interview, of course, as part of Women's Wrestling Talk, where uh, she talked about a lot of things. I mean, a lot of things. And so uh, you'll want to definitely check out the full interview there. Talked about some incredible things that just, yeah, this is a, it's a lot. It's a full interview yeah. that, yeah, TK can kind of give you the, the skinny on. But trust me, you want to check She wants to tag with. Trin. So also let's start off with this. She's not officially signed with Impact. Um, mm -hmm. And that was discussed or that was um, said literally like hours after Impact Bound for Glory was done. So she's not officially signed for Impact. Um, I think she would be perfect at Impact. And mm -hmm. this is what I told yeah. her because it's like definitely she'll fit the role of a knockout, but she can go back. And this is why I said for Bound for Glory too, can go back and forth with both divisions. And so can somebody like Jordan Grace, which she has right. as well. Um, so I think she'd be amazing impact. But she did say that she wanted uh, with uh, she wants to tag team with Trent, mm. which would be amazing as well. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, we did talk a little bit about AEW, but you know, one thing one thing that was really great and interesting because I know we oftentimes um, bag on Tony Khan for good reason. So mm -hmm. you know, let's not say that, but. One thing she didn't make note of was um, during the pandemic, he paid all of their, like he he paid them during the pandemic. Yeah. Where yeah. some people, and that's, I guess, the great thing about having enough money where you don't know where to end. Like, you know, you drop, you know, when you drop the penny down, you never hear when it drops. Right. Um, right. So, you know, it's to do that because what some people could have done is like, okay, well, we're in a pandemic. We're now in month four. I don't know how long mm -hmm. this is going on. I'm going to have to lay off some people because right. I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you know, or if Bosa knows in the chat, if Sunny was even, um, there was a long time we didn't see her on TV. Right, right. So, you know, despite all of that, like, so um, nothing but great things to say about uh, Tony Khan. And I did ask her if she heard his statement because I was the one who asked Tony about releasing um, Sunny. And he, you know, mm -hmm. he was very um, politically correct in saying stuff and he can he could have also said i'm not talking about it which sure. you know he's not the one to do that um yeah. so yeah it was it was a really great insightful interview and i just can't wait to see 
um, what's going to happen next. But I really, right. really, really hope that she gets signed to Impact like ASAP. Yeah, you know, storyline will be a play in play. It, it's so interesting because Sonny is so skilled. And I think some people really forget, you know, I mean, my, my first, it's so funny. If you go back and if you're able to find kind of the older episodes or I guess the probably the last season or two of Lucha Underground mm -hmm. is where I first saw Sonny. Yep. And the things that Sonny was able to do in that space was like, whoa, you know? So it's it's incredible. I'm hoping that at this phase of her career, she's able to find the space that's going to work best for her. If it's the Indies, if it's Impact, you know, if it's New Japan, I hope she's able to find that because I think there's a skill level and a presentation that's there that's really different than what else is in the industry. And right. I think there's definitely a really solid space. So you guys make sure you check out that interview. Yeah, really, really good interview. Shout out to Sunny for uh, doing it because, yeah, still... Um... Yeah, still a lot of uncertainty. So mm -hmm. a lot of highs, a lot of great highs. But, you know, um, for anybody who's gotten, even though it was, it's wrestling, you still got let go from a job. Right. Never a good feeling. Right. Um, uh, where are the costumes? Said he said. <laughs> said he said, said, said. Well, we know what you're going to be uh, dressed up as. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm I'm lying. I am a costume person, but it's only for specific um, things, like right, um, like carnival. Yeah, actually, ironically, I was gonna wear. I usually wear my costume, my carnival costume. Okay. To Halloween parties. Uh -huh. I just had really too much to do this weekend, so I had like three or four parties that I was supposed to go to. And I was planning on wearing my carnival costume because why not? But um, yeah. maybe next year. So I don't really dress up per se. Only time I really dressed up was when I was working at the radio station because that was a whole, that was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, here we are. <laughs> here uh, we are. Said, uh, you know, the professor is dressed as a professor and I'm dressed up as a Canadian trying to make it in America. So well, there it there is. We go. Um, so what, what do we got next? So uh, moving to the NWA and while they had a huge, well, I don't know how huge it was, but they had an event this weekend uh, mm -hmm. called NWA Samhain and their former women's champion, Camille. Uh, people have been wondering where she's going to go. You know, we've not seen much of her since losing the women's world championship at NWA 75. And while she has speculated for quite some time that she loved the opportunity to work for WWE, she spoke with a podcast recently where she was asked what's left for her to accomplish in the NWA. And here's what she said. She says she, she wants to be in the NWA when it grows to a point where they sell out arenas of 15 to 20,000 people. She hmm. said, I would love to be a part of that because selfishly, I'll feel like, man, I helped to build this. So for her, her next goal in mind is to be in an arena that sells 15 to 20,000 seats. She thinks that could be in the NWA, but she also says as much as she loves the NWA, uh, it's time to take a risk and bet on herself. Uh, your thoughts on Camille... Wanting to be in the NWA at least until it does fifteen to twenty thousand seats. 
Um, I mean, it's kind of almost like, you know, when the pandemic happened and we had some champions who were in the Thunderdome and their reign as champ was during the pandemic. So they didn't get the the thrill of um, the, the, the crowd. Right. Um, I think that might be the equivalent. Like she was a champion for a very long time for NWA. However, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's be honest, the, the amount of followers for NWA is nowhere near the AEWs and the WWEs. Um, so it's kind of one of those things that as NWA is growing, which it looks like it is, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be, it's, it's, it's almost like when I was running track for Oregon, um, our team wasn't that good. Okay. Now the women's team is, you know, dominant mm-hmm. and it's just like, damn. Yeah. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the, that the feeling like. I put in all the work and all the things and it was great while I was there. However, I want to run on the new state, the stadium track. Like I want the new pair of whatever, and I want all this other stuff. So um, I think that's kind of the feeling there. My question is though, like for the other promotions, cause she has been silent and might've missed it. So let us, let me know um, professor or, or Bosa um, if she has had any tryouts with any other promotions or why, you know, you know, AEW is really, quick at one point they've kind of slowed down a lot um mm-hmm. at bringing people in who are not signed to the company however oh. if AEW were to bring her in she definitely can't be a jobber so no. that might be a thing too so um, i'm just kind of wondering why the other companies haven't jumped at you know the fact that she's kind of a free agent yeah it, it's interesting i'm i'm curious if they have and we just don't know about it mm-hmm you know, which I think is very, very possible. You know, I think Camille, com- interestingly enough, if there is a choice between AEW and WWE, it seems as though she fits that WWE bill very well in terms of, you know, being passing the airport test, test being statuesque, you know, mm-hmm. having that, again, bodybuilder look. The, the interesting thing I wonder, though, is with them having signed Jade, and with them having Bianca, mm-hmm. would three people of the same build be too much? Um, uh, I would say no, because they're all very... They're all different. They're all they, very different. And they all look different, too. Um, you know, Jay being super tall. And I mean, just like aesthetic-wise. And then, mm-hmm. you know, placement-wise, as far as if you were to not listen to where not listen to like their, I guess, accent. Yeah. You can place them in different states. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're from those states, right. but it's like, it doesn't look like the same tall, um, blonde, beautiful woman who like looks like a Valley girl from LA. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I think it, and I, I, my God, now that you say that, who wouldn't want to see that? All that power in one ring? I, I think it would be it's it's kind of like what we're getting when you put a Naya and a Rhea and a Raquel in mm-hmm. the same space, you know. Now the the thing is, they're all billed as powerhouses, but aesthetically they're different, mm-hmm. and so it does add a, a, an interesting piece. Like, hmm, what would we see here? You know, uh, I I will say I think Camille. Well, okay. So what this must mean 
is Camille has a very interesting amount of loyalty to the NWA. And I get it. Like when you believe in something and you have been building it, you want to see it succeed. Mm -hmm. And so I think here, maybe what she's saying is it's not just that she wants to be in an arena of 15 to 20,000 people. She wants to be in that with the NWA. Because there are opportunities for her to do that, obviously, outside of the NWA. But she wants to do that with the NWA. And I am just, and I don't want to sound whatever, but I don't know if, Cam let me say this carefully. I don't know if Camille will still be wrestling um. at a point where the NWA will actually reach 15 to 20,000 because let's let's call a spade a spade the wwe has just gotten to a point in the last year where it's selling out arenas again mm -hmm. you know it went for a while where they were doing 10,000 11,000 12,000 you know they were really saving those massive numbers for the the stadium shows mm -hmm. and in those stadium shows they weren't filling them up you know last year SummerSlam is a great example of how half of that arena, half of that stadium in Nashville was blacked off, yeah. you know? So it's not an easy thing. So I say that to say that it is not easy for a company to go from 500 people to 15,000, mm -hmm. you know? Look at what, what Impact has done. And now by getting ready to go back to TNA, they're just starting to talk about going into larger venues than what they've had, but they've had to go several years with some, you know, particularly post pandemic to go, all right, we've got a solid thousand. We've mm -hmm. got a solid 1500. We've got a solid 2000. It takes work. And I don't know that the NWA in 2023 has the momentum or the exposure to start talking about 5,000 seat arenas, yeah. let alone 15,000. So I think I think she means well and I think her heart would love to be able to do like I I don't want to be smirch anybody but you know you and I have worked in TV so we know the magic of television the magic of television oh. is you can make a spot that has a hundred people look like it has a thousand Right. You can make a spot that has two or three thousand look like it's five or six thousand because of the camera shots and the like. Mm -hmm. um, so you might look right now at AEW and go, oh, they're filling up these arenas and they're filling up. But that's not necessarily happening. Right. You know, so I think, again, if the if AEW, who many people would safely say is probably the number two company in terms of pro wrestling you know if they aren't doing 10,000 and 15,000 seats and they've got television deals and they've got merchandise and they've got exposure do we think that the NWA would actually be able to do that in the next five to ten years honestly well maybe she didn't I don't think like, she meant it literally. I think she yeah. meant it as a dream, you know? Yeah. Or maybe she didn't even mean the numbers literally. Like, you know how sometimes, um, you know, when you're younger, you're like, man, I can't wait. Man, $5,000, like 5000 And then you realize, 
one, it's 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 hard to make five thousand, you know, when you're sixteen, True. and then two, um, like it's not what what you thought it was is not really what it is, and I definitely don't know if that's a good analogy, but maybe it's more of just seeing the consistency of a full um, stadium. Because even when Seth and I went to, um, I believe it was it was SmackDown in Ontario. One, I was I was I, I was shocked that it was Ontario because SmackDown used to be at the Staples Center, which is right. way bigger than the Toyota Center. Right. And two, when we went there, <laughs> this well, this part has nothing to do with the other, but two, when we went there, there were a lot of empty seats. Mm -hmm. um, however, the seats that we got, I get a text from said and says, said, um, said, says, um, there's a very large man next to you. And I'm like, well, like, what do you mean my large? He's like, it's just, just, just large. And I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, we've all been on the plane where somebody is, they don't, they don't quite fit their own seat. And now they're like, you know, they should pay for part of your seat. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. And so I get there, this man was not only wide, but also large. He had to be at least like six, maybe six, five. Wow. But also wide. And wow. like it was one of those things that thankfully um, where where our seating was, we got the guy to move over one seat so that I could actually have a seat. Else I would have literally been sleep sitting in this man's lap. So I don't know why. Oh, yes. With that all being said, in the midst of our row being very tight because of this large man, the rest of the arena wasn't it was OK, but it wasn't like packed to the brims and it was a smaller arena. So for right. NWA to have that. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I interesting. I am actually quite curious to see, kind of going back to Ronda Rousey and that the indie show that's going to be happening. What mm -hmm. that's going to look like because there's so many big names. Right. I right. wonder if they're going to have to upgrade the location because I think the tickets went on sale today. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually curious to see how much the tickets are going to cost because that's that that lineup is crazy. And I think uh, Bobby was saying maybe NWA should bring in bigger names, which is possible. But you're also looking at money, right? that that is what you're looking at and so you know i remember right before the pandemic when the nwa had done their you know kind of massive relaunch you know and they were on fire with nwa power and uh, they mm -hmm. were taping a lot here in atlanta um at the gpb studios and the thing about that studios is it it would see maybe one to two hundred people right it was a tv studio Mm -hmm. But again, because of the way they shot it, you might think that, oh, it went around. No, it was just the that face, that side that uh, faces the camera. Those gotcha. were the only seats. Everything else was studio. Mm -hmm. So they had, and I don't know how many people remember this, they were on a roll and they were doing really well. And so they had announced that they were going to do the Crockett Cup 2020 here in mm -hmm. Atlanta at an arena. It was uh, the arena that the... Uh, not the dream, but there's another uh, semi-pro basketball team plays. But that mm -hmm. arena seats 4,000. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd gotten tickets and it was going to be a thing. And, of course, the pandemic happened and all that. So I'm just looking at if they were on that kind of momentum in 2020 mm -hmm. and the, the launch, the leap, the step out was a 4,000-seat arena, you know, how much longer are we looking potentially before we even get to 10,000, let alone 15? Right. So I think she means well, but I, 
I don't see her holding out in the NWA to that point because again, you need money. Right. Need but money is, she, this. is she signed to or is she signed to something like an AEW? I'm sure she can do a crossover to NWA. It's only if she's signed to like a WWE where they don't necessarily allow for kind of the forb forbidden door type thing. But yeah. it all it really takes to kind of almost going back to that $5,000 analogy, it's mm -hmm. figuring out what you need to do in order to make that $5,000. So it's with NWA, it's figuring out what that formula is. It's almost like the Drake formula. Mm -hmm. No matter what he pulls, put, puts out, for some reason people are buying it. And I really did like his last album, but most people most people didn't. Yeah. Um, but um, it's just well, kind of one of those things that if they get the right, and I don't know who's in charge of marketing, and I don't necessarily think it's about the booking. It's about, you know, I had this really great conversation with the marketing director from um, from my job. It was like mm -hmm. two hours. And we we're just talking about all the elements involved yeah. for marketing a product, whether it be a wrestling show or a product or a podcast or all the, mm -hmm. all the, all the things. And it's really having that kind of game plan, that strategic plan, like, like, essentially that plan, game plan for 2024 should already be in play. Totally. And so, you know, I don't necessarily know if everybody applies that to their business. Yeah. So that would be the interesting thing. And, and it, you know, again, we're never going to see any of these behind the scenes, you know, okay. conversations and stuff like that. But if they are, I mean, I think, I think they're doing pretty well because you're still seeing NWA stuff pop up here and there. But yeah, I agree. There was something that kind of hit the pinnacle and then it kind of yeah. really just dropped off. Um, yeah, and then there was, yeah, what are you going to say? I was going to say it hasn't been the same. And then the other thing that I was going to mention was the, um, oh man, it left me that fast. It'll, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Hopefully it will. If it doesn't, oh, then I wasn't supposed to say it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, what do we got next? Actually, <laughs> what I want to talk about, I actually watched today. Um, oh, the, the documentary? Yes. Yeah. So there's a new documentary that has finally hit because it was supposed to hit back in 2021. It's mm -hmm. the documentary of the super fan uh, named Vlad or Vladimir. Uh, mm -hmm. If you had watched, I would say, WWE anywhere from like the mid, uh, maybe even the 80s, but certainly the mid 90s. And during a lot of that era of Monday Night Raw in the New York City area, you saw this man, Vlad, and uh, they call him the super fan. And so mm -hmm. they've done a whole documentary on him. And uh, it's really special because the documentary really sees kind of the impact that he has had and the impact that he's had on, on wrestlers as well, mm -hmm. showing the power of just being a consistent fan. And the like. So it's called Super Fan. It's available now on the WWE Network on Peacock. And it's yeah, um, Haitian dude, super interesting story. Even talking about how his mom passed away during the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. I'm wondering though, and you know, we could definitely see the impact that Vlad had on wrestlers and vice versa. But I wonder if, and I believe his name is Trini Fly Guy. Okay. You know who I'm talking about. Do you know who I'm talking about? Not sure. Oh my I have God. one guy in mind, but we'll see. There's this guy, and I noticed him way before the pandemic. He holds yeah. the Trinidadian flag at every show. Oh wow! And you'll see, now that I say it, you're gonna notice him. I think okay. because I because 
my folks are from the islands, like I noticed, like, why is this random? Because you don't, a lot of people from the Caribbean are not like wrestling fans. Yeah. So it's just kind of one of those things I noted that. And then I kept seeing him. And then it was so funny that there were people who are working for WWE and I would ask them and like, they had no idea. And then one day this year, I'm like, yo, who is this man? And then mm -hmm. somebody pointed um, his Twitter to me. So we're following, well, I'm following him on Twitter, but I really sincerely hope that um, either myself with the company I'm working for or somebody else does a documentary on this man because he's at every, He's at everything. And my yeah. biggest thing is, or question is like, how do you, and it's just, and I think I had asked them and he's like, it's just more about planning. I didn't get to ask him my mm -hmm. typical 20 questions, but it's just more about like planning. Like, you, you know, when the layout of the stuff is, you book stuff in advance, you put stuff on mm -hmm. your cards. Now I'm knowing that now I'm learning that people can, um, you can buy a plane ticket and then pay for it part way. Like, I guess. Mm. Um, so you can do all these things, not to say he's doing that. <clears throat> but if you really are that dedicated to being at every show, you can. Right. So I really hope that they do. Um, there's a show on him as well. But yeah, it was a really quick, um, short and sweet documentary. It's about 30, 34 minutes. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, and it was heartwhelming. I, I just, um, I thought the ending was going to turn into something that was definitely going to make me tear up. But thankfully it didn't. Um, but okay. it was a really great, um, it was a really great documentary. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, and I don't want to give away too much, but it's yeah. a nice, it's a short, it's a short documentary. So I definitely recommend everybody check it out. It's on Peacock. Um, yeah, yeah it's a nice, like you can get it in. It's not like some of the other longer doc documentaries where you're like, yo, I have to watch this in pieces or I need to open <laughs> in or all this yeah. stuff. So definitely check that out. It's cool because it does make me think about some of the other significant fans that we've seen multiple times in multiple mm -hmm. spaces. Like there's this one guy who seems to be in the Chicago Midwest area and they're consistent where they'll wear the same things. And so mm -hmm. he wears, there's one guy who wears this like dollar sign uh, jacket all the time. Um, perhaps the one I remember the most, uh, they called him the sign guy. He wore a red hat. He had a blue jacket. Uh, his name is Rick. Uh, what's his name? Rick Ackberger. And uh, I just remember seeing him so many places and he had so many great signs and he had a period where he was, I even ended up playing a game with words with friends against him one time. And I don't even know how, but that was like super cool, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like those kinds of fans. I think it's cool because sometimes wrestling fans get a bad rap, you know, because some can be crazy, but when you get the consistent ones that, you know, are kind and respectful and things like that, it's cool they get this kind of uh, a moment and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. They just love, they love the, um, I think for me, just seeing the excitement on his face mm. um, was, was the most notable thing. Like the, just the, just the sheer enjoyment. Um, yeah. Definitely. I'm way more critical uh, with stuff, but I'm, I wouldn't say critical in watching it. It's just critical that, you know, it's the, it's the West Indian in me. I'm just like, I can watch this at home sometimes, but yeah, um, <laughs> But I, I I love seeing that. I love seeing that, like just the the honest, genuine, like yo, this is amazing and in the moment. Because yes. even when they um in the documentary, they gave him something and they took a picture, put it on social media. This man doesn't have social media, so mm. it's just kind of like wow. 
in they didn't they there's no way to tag him so like wow. in the moment like he really lives in um yeah. in the moment um with everything so it's really great and I, I really you know they really concentrated on him being a super fan but it's just kind of one of those things that like what else was there because like yeah. his mom came up from haiti um they didn't really get into and i might have missed it like what he did for a living okay um and all those you know all the you know typical questions that nosy people like myself would have um so i'm just kind of like there's so much this is it there's no part two like i have like right. give me like let me let me ask some questions i don't even need to yeah yeah no um <laughs> so uh yeah it's it's cool it's, it was a really nice documentary um yeah, what nice. up jeffrey um so he's noting rick the sign guy was really noticeable yeah well. yeah 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 that was my guy i liked him um, do we have anything else? What do we got? Uh, well, I, there's this interesting story about, oh. and and I felt like it it kind of fits into your ongoing storyline with uh, the Samoan dynasty, and that is that Lance Anawaii uh, and Juicy Finale have announced that MLW has granted their releases. Now we mentioned Lance Anawaii because, of course, he is a member of the NOI family uh, being granted your release from MLW makes you wonder, is it possible that we see another member added to the bloodline? Now they have been in uh, MLW. Lance has been in MLW since 2019. And uh, he, he and a uh, juicy teamed up as part of the Samoan SWAT team in MLW and they once held the MLW tag team champions. Now, of course we know there's been this interesting battle between MLW and WWE over time, really more so in the courts versus anywhere else. But now that those two are free, I think this could get very interesting, you know, um, to see, I mean, between Lance and I still want to see Jacob Fatu, find his way over because he is probably the most dominant of those in that family that are in the uh, indie space. But mm -hmm. I do think this is going to be very interesting. It is. Uh, it is in our fantasy. I just mm -hmm. don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know either. It's kind of because, because <laughs> there's so many of them, like that's yes, the good and bad thing. There's yeah. so many of them that we have enough of a storyline happening now. Mm -hmm. And we might be able to cater to like one or two more. Mm -hmm. But um, on the flip side, there's so many of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, um, I would definitely love to see it. But then, I, then, then it just feels like they just need to have their own show and people just mm. guest star on the Samoan Dynasty live show that happens every <laughs> Thursday night at like, you know, 6 p.m. or something. It's an hour mm -hmm. show and Roman may or may not show up. Paul Heyman, right. you know, may be gray, may not be gray. Um, so I think that, uh, I think <laughs> that's I, funny. I, what said was said was saying, yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> I will not say no. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I think it'd be great, but I also think mm -hmm. that, you know, there's one point where you're, and I actually forgot, I should have downloaded that clip with uh, Evan talking about me talking about Simone, so not Simone Dynasty. But anyways, I think there's a point where it's like you would like to see something and then it's like reality. Um, yeah. However, Bosa did make a point. Um, what did you say, Bosa? Um, about like them being added. 
um, would WWE just uh, want them because Roman needs more lackeys, which would make more of a fight because technically, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? A little yeah. lopsided fight. And it, I, I'm, I'm almost seeing, I think it's like the Justice League, that big picture where you have like two sides against each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, that could be something, but you also want it written correctly. Right. And right. I think with so many bodies, it might it might get out of hand and then the magic of it might yeah. lose its steam and then it'll just crash and burn. And then we're now just all not feeling the Samoan dynasty. Yeah, it just has to be done right, you know, because they've not put in a replacement for Jay at this mm -hmm. point. Um, and Jay, you know, now that he and Cody aren't really teaming, I guess, Mm -hmm. And again, it's kind of these one-offs who are kind of fighting this dynasty of sorts. And right. so I do think, strangely enough, that Roman needs at least one more body in there. Mm -hmm. Because before you had the Usos and then you had Solo showing up. Now, right. you know, we're not really sure if Jimmy is really in or out. You know, he's kind of fighting to get in. So it's really just mm -hmm. Roman and Solo right now. So they really right. do need another body at this point because I think they're vulnerable. Yeah. But then the thing is, if they have, the, if they add two of them, would they get lost in the sauce of just being the bodies? Like we're seeing Not if Solo. They do it. Huh? Not if they do it right. You know, because right, because the, the thing about the, uh, the bloodline that we liked is there was a point where almost everybody had gold, mm -hmm. you know, the Usos had the tag titles, you know, uh, the, for a brief moment, solo had the North American championship. Mm -hmm. Of course, Roman had the world title. So I think there's still enough gold there that they could re return to that dominant space with the right amount of people. They don't need eight people, mm -hmm. you know, but right now they have two, maybe three. So they, and they don't have enough continuity to even, impact the tag team division at this point right. so they they could stand to get one or two more members and and then be a bit more dominant yeah it is interesting because i feel like mlw as well is um starting to not starting they've always had it, it's kind of like a lower tier of impact yeah, um, yeah. they've definitely been consistent and mm -hmm. then um, shout to Janai Kai, Janai Kai um, her yeah. interview is going to be dropping uh, this uh, this week. Um, nice. Really interesting stuff with her and what they're doing with the the featherweight division. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, the fact that I remember I was talking to, I think, uh, Casey Lennox before the featherweight division was even a thing. So they're now just developing the women's division. But on the men's side, they've been having really solid um, matches and stuff yeah. like that. So, um yeah, it's it, it's it is quite interesting. But could you see another version of the Samoan Dynasty in uh, AEW? Mm. Mm. In in theory, possibly, but it feels like AEW. Well, here's part of the problem, and we've said this before: AEW has not mastered the art of storytelling. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that, I mean, what has made the bloodline work has been the nuances in storytelling. We have been tuning in to see, okay, would Sammy join? Okay, will Sammy at some point turn? 
which side is Jay going to be on, right? Mm -hmm. We were tuning in for... It's not been proven yet in AEW that they can tell that kind of story. They started doing some of that with um, Better Than You, Bebe, you know, Adam Cole and MJF. We were starting to get that kind of feel, and then Adam Cole got injured. And -hmm. they don't have any other place where they've been telling those kinds of stories. So I don't feel confident that they'd be able to tell this story in a similar way. Yeah. Case in point, they literally just dropped this idea on us last week with a random, you know, statement from MJF to to uh, uh, Kenny Omega to just kind of say, oh, I'm creeping up on your longest title reign thing. Wait, what? (laughs) And then the next week we have a match like, huh, this is this is a major pay-per-view match that we just got. And the story made sense. But we should have heard about it much earlier. Right. Kenny Omega saying, hey, wait, you're two months away from, you know, creeping up on my longest reign. We can't have that. But we're already locked into this whole thing with Jay White. So it doesn't it doesn't make sense. That's why I'm going. Mm, I don't think that they could tell that story effectively. OK, well, there it is. Uh, with that being said, we got anything else? I don't think yeah, I think. I think that's all. I mean, except for, you know, we can talk about Molly Holly very quickly. Oh, um, let's talk about this one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, get it together. So on Instagram, uh, a, a post went out where, uh, th- you know, there's a show that I believe comes on A&E. It's yeah. called Pawn Stars, not to, yeah, Pawn Stars. I have to say it nice and slow. And the whole <laughs> idea is that people, you know, they find these kinds of things and they take it to this pawn shop and they try to see how much money they can get for it. So this woman uh, on an upcoming episode, which I think drops this Wednesday, uh, goes into that store with the wrestling gear <laughs> of Titus O'Neil. But not just any wrestling gear. It is the wrestling gear of the night that he and uh, Darren Young won the tag team titles at Money in the Bank. It was very specific. (laughs) And so they're holding up, you know, they're trying to see if these. uh, It doesn't look like. Like for I've I decided to cut you off. Those yeah. trunks don't wash. I mean, I guess you're not supposed to wash them, but that was quite some time ago. And Titus it was dude. Yes. It it was 2015, and uh they were trying to figure out if they could authenticate whether or not it was actually his or not. And so in this scene that they show on Instagram, they find their way to his restaurant in Florida and they look to authenticate this and see how much money they can get so it's a whole thing of titus o'neill and his wrestling attire uh on pawn stars and just you have to see the image of them actually holding it up and that's it what it's like it's very different than any other wrestling attire that i've seen you know auctioned off or what have you but anyway yeah, wednesday like- pawn stars <laughs> on a and e eight pairs that sounds like a promo. Any cut us, cut us a check. Yeah, hello. Um, yeah. 
Wow. Okay. I think we can, I mean, well, let's, yeah. I mean, we should end it off with a, a, a woman's story. Let's, what's, uh, what's up with Molly Holly? Yeah. So Molly Holly, who of course is a WWE hall of famer, uh, looks like she could be returning to WWE in a behind the scenes capacity, uh, as it looks like she will be doing some, uh, production. Uh, so she's come back in that particular role, which is kind of cool. So, uh, I'm excited to see how she's going to do in that particular space, you know, Molly Holly had a really solid career and is really kind of heralded as one of the nicest people in all of pro wrestling. So it'll be great to see how her wrestling mind works as she gets the opportunity to produce some of the uh, talent on the WWE roster. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to, um, I mean, obviously the booking, the booking and the producer, mm -hmm. the, I mean, WWE is different. Um, compared to the indie shows, but I wonder if that's going to impact. <laughs> I mean, Chelsea doesn't need any help because yeah. they've been still they still been going back and forth on Twitter, which is amazing. Um, but I wonder if that's going to impact um, us getting more um, women's wrestling stories. However, um, what they've been doing with NXT and it's within brand has been amazing. Yes. So hopefully, there's going to be um, a that's going to carry over to the rest of the the rosters as well. So yeah. there's some hope there. Um, I think, you know, the, the clamoring for uh, more women's wrestling is always great. I mean, I'm always going to be um, one to fight for that. However, it's nice to, you know, we don't see the one match or the 32nd match or right. um, referencing um, Total Divas. We're mm -hmm. covering episode two and three on Wednesday. In episode one, they were talking about the time where they were supposed to be scheduled for a WrestleMania tag team event and it didn't happen. So mm -hmm. we're not really seeing those days anymore. So that's a good thing. I think it's, you know, it's improving. Um, but I think what some people fail to realize is that I'm willing to bet. So this platform, our numbers are uh, mostly men. It's 80, 80, 90% men. And I'm just kind of going to different events. It's mostly men. Um, so, you know, you have to also look at, you know, the, the percentage just because I want more women's wrestling, I'm one person compared to, you know, the audience. And I also cannot afford to buy everybody's t-shirt, everybody's gear, go to every show and, you know, buy the front row tickets. So right. until, you know, we start doing stuff like that, it's going to be a little bit, you know, a little different. But there's vast, a huge amount of improvement um, from when yeah. we even started. So, mm -hmm. you know, let's, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We all know, though. They never tell us, but we'll see no. what happens. They don't. But to your point, there are tons of ways to support. And I think it's important that, you know, if you say you really like something, the socials are definitely a good place to talk about it. But, mm -hmm. you know, in addition to the socials, these companies look at things. They obviously look at trending topics. They also look at merch sales. They also look at ratings. They also look at the things you're responding to. So if you like somebody or you like something, you know, support it in a number of ways so that they can see, oh, wow, this is a thing. I think it's one of the reasons we're seeing L.A. Knight in the main event of Crown Jewel at the end of the week, you know, mm -hmm. because the people were loud and boisterous and they bought his merch even though he wasn't in the main event. And uh, people had to start acknowledging that. So, yeah. Um, do you want to talk quickly about New Japan Pro Wrestling? Uh, yeah, very quickly we can talk about this. There's a post that went up today where Julia was doing a post-match interview. Julia, of course, is the strong uh, the and 
the New Japan Women's Strong Champion or Strong Women's Champion. Anyway, she uh, was doing a promo at the end of her event, and she was interrupted by Trish Adora, who, of course, is part of the infantry, who has spent quite a bit of time in the New Japan Dojo. Looks like we could get a challenge at some point between those two, and that's a match I'm absolutely here for. Mm-hmm. So that would be uh, pretty incredible. And then for those who like NXT, you may want to check out Monday Night Raw because tonight there was an open challenge issued uh, by the Alpha Academy that has been answered by an NXT tag team. The Creed Brothers will make their debut on Monday Night Raw tonight against the Alpha Academy. Talk about, you know, two sides of the same coin. You know, so that ought to be a great, great match. And, of course, the Creed Brothers will head back to NXT tomorrow for uh, Halloween Havoc. So some really cool things that are being developed right now in a lot of spaces. So lots of great reasons to watch all sorts of pro wrestling out there. All sorts of pro pro wrestling. That is correct. Also, you can check out our WOW post show, which happened earlier today. Uh, definitely go and check out WOW, go to your lo- local listings and um, just type in your zip code and it'll tell you where you can watch it. Or if you have Hulu, like I think the majority of the population does, just go to Hulu, tap in WOW, make sure to hit uh, record and save because yeah. then you won't be able to see it until the next week. Um, you can do that and you can also watch it on YouTube. So check out our WOW post show. We also have our Total Divas, like I mentioned before, our Total Divas watch along happening this Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, where we're going through episodes two and three, and we may or may not have a guest on there. Mm. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of things happening. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh yeah, definitely check out. We had an interview with Jungle Girl that dropped on the weekend um, from WoW. Where uh, if you're not familiar with Jungle Girl, she's been in the game like since the very beginning. Um, she can still go, mm-hmm. and you know I like you know, causing a little bit of um, stirring, stirring the pot a little bit. So, you know, I, I think she can go for the championship. Why, why wow. not? Why not? Um, so there's that. And then definitely check out our Sunny Kiss interview that dropped as well. So all of those things. Um, and with that being said, um... it's my birthday. Happy belated birthday again, Professor. Um, Thank you. <laughs> with that, where can everybody find you? You can, of course, find me at Bonnerfied across all the social platforms. You can check out my commentary work uh, with Southern Honor Wrestling and IWE. Those are both on IWTV. And uh, there's a Southern Honor show happening this Friday. Then there is, of course, the uh, IWE show happening two weeks from this Saturday. So you'll be able to check that out. And then, of course, this weekend, I'll be making my uh, premiere or my debut with All Caribbean Wrestling, where uh, I'll be teaming with uh, Caprice Coleman, and we'll be doing commentary there. That should be really, really exciting. Uh, from Montego Bay, Jamaica. Should be a lot of fun. Also, my work with Battle Slam is on Fight TV, and my work with The Nightmare Factory is on YouTube. And there may be some more news about some stuff happening in December, so be on the lookout for that. Go forward. Go forward. Go forward. Go forward. Go forward. Go forward. Oh, with that being said, it's time for all of us to go forward. So you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Uh, you can also check out our website at www.talkpod.com. Check out our social media at www.talkpod. 
um yeah so much so, so much so much happening so i don't much. even know yeah i don't even and you, you'll see it you'll you'll see it when you see it um yes. I, I i just sometimes it's just a, it's a it is truly a blur which is a good thing um so make sure you follow us on all the things thank you for joining women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet till wednesday y'all ciao Women's Wrestling Talk, the number 